Thank you for listening to the Convergence House of Prayer podcast. Please enjoy this message by Pastor Greg Seamus. Do that. I'm going to go ahead and speak in my number 12. I should have worn number 16. You know what I'm saying? 12 is government. 16. You guys know 16? Come on, man. 49er fans? 16? Should have wore 16, man. But you know what? 12 is government. So I said, I'll just give a, you know, go ahead and give me a governmental number. So, all right. Well, good. Was that fun? I know you guys are kind of like, what in the blazes is going on? So uh, we appreciate our team. So let them know how much you appreciate them. And uh, when you see them, and uh, God's doing some neat things. Why'd you guys get all quiet on me? You guys are, you guys got tired. You're tired now because of cheering and everything. You guys are, all right. Well, we're going to, we're going to go ahead. I just need that angel. Don't, you don't need to put anything up now. I just want you ready. So say, I'm ready. I'm ready. All right, good. So uh, I want you to take your Bibles, turn to Acts chapter two. And I'm going to be doing a devotional. That's about 30 minutes. You don't trust me? I mean, you don't believe me. That's probably better. Okay. <laughs> I hope you guys trust me. All right. Well, we're going to be, uh, <clears throat> we're going to be moving into a season now where we, uh, you know, we've been talking a lot about, about uh, the last two years, actually. We've been talking about Ecclesia. And um, I just want to say out of the gate that Ecclesia is not a program. It's not the, the newest thing right? That ecclesia is what Jesus said. And so, so he didn't, he didn't, uh, we have to fall in line in obedience to what he said. And so if he said that uh, upon this confession of faith that Jesus is the Christ, the deliverer, king and deliverer, then we have to, and then upon that statement, I'm going to build my ecclesia, then we better come in line with what he's saying. And I'll say this, anything that the Lord says and commissions us to do, we're wired for it. In other words, when he, when he commissions us or he calls us into something, I believe that's part of our spiritual DNA to actually move in that with authority. In other words, I believe that we're equipped to do what he called us to do. In other words, he's not going to equip us, he's, he's not going to call us into something that we're not equipped to do, at least in the, the raw materials, the foundation, the rebar of what we're called to do. He's actually equipping us. So, so I would say this, and you can, you can just run with me on this at least for now, you can pray about it, test it. I think that there's going to be a growing revelation once we step into the fullness of what Ecclesia is all about that I don't think we're wired or, or equipped uh, fully to do church. Okay, so you guys are, what? So let me explain myself. So the, the, the way we've patterned it, the way we've done it, the way we've orchestrated it in so many ways, there's so many good things that, that the body does that are you know, obviously scriptural, but the way we've, we've kind of wired it and do it and actually how we, how we measure success by how we do church is something a little bit, I think we're going to have more freedom 
being the ecclesia is what I'm trying to say. I, I say I think it's going to come more freely. I think it's going to come with more liberty. I think it's going to come with a greater sense of power and purpose because we're aligning with what Jesus said we are. Does that make sense to everybody? So, so when we come into alignment, then I think what happens there's, and coming into alignment is actually coming into agreement. And when we come into agreement with the Holy Spirit, with Jesus and what he's saying, then I feel like there's a, there's a, there's a heaven momentum behind it that actually propels us to step into the fullness of our destinies. In other words, when we step outside of the, the full mission of Jesus, then we're actually working harder, right? But if we come into alignment in the fullness of that reality, um, the, let's just call it the, the governmental part of our calling, our functional, I call it our functional identity, then we actually step into the draft of the Holy Spirit. And when I talk about ecclesia, I'm talking about there's so, much, there's so many components to it. I mean, there's signs and wonders should be happening daily because that was part of the ecclesia. So miracles, power, we don't have to, we don't have to separate. What we've done is we kind of won. We've, we've kind of, for some groups, they've actually pushed signs and wonders out the front door of their churches, we call that cessationism or cessationists, right? So they, they just relegated it to when the scripture was canonized, signs and wonders weren't needed. And so we, we did that, and this group did that, or this broader group have done that because they weren't seeing results. So it's better to create a theology around our, our non-results so that we don't have to deal with the reality that we're not getting the, re- you know what I'm talking about, Right? So we never want to lower the word. You never want to lower the word to our standard, right? You always want to keep the word where the word needs to be, and it's our responsibility to rise up to the place of what the word says. Does that make sense? So, so we, can't, we can't, my ribbon's kind of like, this ribbon on the Bible is like flopping around, but we never want to lower the standard so we feel comfortable. So what we want to do, not that feeling comfortable is wrong. What I'm trying to say is that we can't, we have to keep the word of God, the word of God. And if it says these things in the word about, let's just say miracles, for instance, or moving in the you know, prophetic and greater realms, whatever, the, the gifts of the spirit, then we have to keep the word where the word's at. And so then it's my responsibility, if I'm not seeing the results, it's not to lower the word by creating a theology that dismantles the word or tries to dismantle the word, I have to look at that and say, okay, there's a measure of my life I need to grow into. There's an anointing that needs to come on me so I can actually come up into alignment with the word. Does that make sense? All right, so, so just to encourage us all, we're all on this journey together. And it's going to be an amazing journey. I mean amazing journey. And so uh, we've been on this thing for a year and a half. And now we're going to, we're going to, we're going to, we started about six months ago talking about Ecclesia needs to start in the home. Because the home is the, is the smallest unit, you know, that we can, we can put together that we can actually substantiate the Ecclesia. So the reason, and one of the, the real proofs of that, or the, the scriptural 
Support for that is found in Acts chapter 2. And so remember that Acts chapter 1 to Acts chapter 8 is one and a half years. So let's just, let's just be generous and say two years. So when you read the book of Acts, chapter 1 through chapter 8 is only a year and a half. Do you know how fast a year and a half goes? Come on, if you're older, then, you, know, you're, you know what I'm talking about? So you know when, you're, when you want to be 16, it can't come fast enough, right? Or when you, you know, turn, whatever. But when you get, anyway, it, it, it just travels fast. Travels fast. And so what's amazing to me is that I've been reading the book of Acts. I've been staying in the book of Acts now for the last several months. But I've been reading, and I'm reading it. I'm asking the Holy Spirit because I have so much of, uh, let's just say, an older wineskin. I want, I, want I want God to baptize me in, a, in this, this ecclesia paradigm, you know? I want, him to, I, want, I want it to be fresh on me. And it's like I'm asking him, Lord, help me to retain the things I need to retain and help me to and just pull the things out that need to be pulled out. Right? Because fellowship is definitely ecclesia-ish. Right? All the things that we see in the book of Acts are all part of what the apostles were running with, and that is an ecclesia paradigm. So to me, it was governmental. It was an assembly. It was moving together to advance the kingdom of God. And it wasn't building-centered. And, it, and success was not measured by how many people attend a morning service. Success is actually measured by how much the city looks like heaven. That's the measurement. And so, though I, I am thrilled with people coming to our meetings because it's actually an ecclesia gathering. So I don't call it, personally, I don't call our meetings Sunday morning services. I call it an ecclesia gathering. And I'll tell you why. Because you're just as much of a minister as me. You're just as much governmentally uh, empowered with authority as me. In other words, I have a function that God's given me and placed over me, and that's an anointing that he's given me. It's a five-fold anointing, but he's also, he's also anointed you, and he's given you authority, the same level of, or the same authority uh, as I, I have, or I walk in. And so I, I feel like this is a minister's meeting. Come on, you got to get a little more excited. I know I'm kind of mellow today, but... So this is a minister's meeting. I'm talking to leaders. I'm talking to world changers. I'm talking to revivalists. I'm not talking to church members. I'm not talking to church attenders. Now, how does that, how does that wire me? Like, how does that, what, what, what changes when I think along those lines? I'm focused now on equipping. I'm focused now on empowering. I'm focused now on encouraging. I'm telling you that you can have, if you have 200 plus people in a room, can you imagine what our cities and our region would look like if we just stepped into the fullness of our calling? Right? So, so when people say, I just go to church and I sit down, and I try and sit in the front or the back or the middle or the sides, wherever, 
You know, like we have to kind of break that wineskin, that, that thinking just a little bit. And we have to, you have to come in, the way I recognize it is that when you step through the door, I have a bunch of ministers and leaders coming into this room today. And we want to just, we want to pull all of our spiritual resources, our anointing together and call it an ecclesia gathering on Sunday morning. Because I want you to be empowered to change the world. Well, that's not for me. That's not true. Because Jesus did not say in Matthew 16, 18 that that's, that's reserved only for the fivefold. That means everybody's in. Now, we can reject that and say, but that, that, doesn't, change, that doesn't change the reality. The reality is, is that he's called you, he's equipped you, he's anointed you to be an encourager, to be a soul winner, to be a revivalist, transformation, whatever, however way you want a world change. He's called every one of you into that reality. And he lives inside of you, and he's given you the Holy Spirit, and he says, go. So we certainly, as pastors and ministers, we certainly don't want to put a lid on that. We want you to be empowered and get your wings out and soar. Doing what God's called you to do. We might gather on a Sunday morning. Your ministry might be 9 to 5 somewhere else. But you, why can't we have revival in the places that you work, in restaurants and Costco's and Facebook's and Google's and everything else? Google's. Google's. There's only one Google, right? There's only one Facebook. Okay. Acts chapter 2. I'm going to be reading out of the Passion Translation, 42 through 47. So that kind of sets the stage for what we're going to be doing. We're going to be stepping into what we call e-groups, ecclesia groups. And I want to encourage you with this in a moment. 42, let's just read. I'll read out of the uh, Passion Translation. As you know, that's a growing translation. And for me, every, praise God, right? Every believer was faithfully devoted to following the teachings of the apostles Their hearts were mutually linked to one another, sharing communion and coming together regularly for prayer. Okay, think Ecclesia paradigm, right? Church was not invented. That word was not invented until 400 AD. So church was not even in their paradigm, in their thinking. All right, verse 43. A deep sense of holy awe swept over everyone. Wow, that's powerful. And the apostles performed many miracles, miraculous signs and wonders. All the believers were in fellowship as one body, and they shared with one another whatever they had. Man, generosity, caring for each other. Can we say amen? Out of generosity, verse 45, they even sold their assets to distribute the proceeds to those who were in need among them. Ecclesia paradigm, right? They didn't call, they didn't create a department of the church to take care of that. Oh, come on, somebody. We need revival in our, I'll just say it, I do. Daily, they met together in the temple courts That's what this ecclesia gathering is this morning, or this afternoon now, and in one another's homes to celebrate communion. 
They shared meals together with joyful hearts and tender humility. They met in temple courts, and they gathered in temple court in the temple courts. But I'm telling you, the real, expansive and explosive ministry took place household to household. The word there is family unit to family unit, family to family. That's where the ecclesia became explosive. Why is that? Well, the temple courts did not allow this, though this is happening, the first eight chapters is happening predominantly in the Jewish community because the Gentiles weren't introduced to the gospel until Acts chapter 10. I think it's Acts chapter 10. So that's when Cornelius got saved, right? And the evidence of that is that he was baptized in the Holy Spirit, started speaking in tongues, and Peter's like, that's it. They have the gift of the Spirit. That means that God just, God just validated this dream that I had about these animals coming down on a sheet, and the Lord is like, you know, kill and eat, you know. So that's, that helps every vegetarian. So that's in the room. Verse 47, sorry about that sidebar. They were continually filled with praises to God, enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord kept adding, kept adding to their number daily those who were coming to life. Let me just read verse 46 out of the NIV, 1984. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and they ate together with glad and sincere hearts. So I want you to get a picture of homes that were filled with joy. Glad and sincere hearts. There was, there was the joy of the Lord, which is joy is the fruit of the Spirit, right? And so there was, they gathered in homes joyfully. It wasn't a somber thing. It wasn't... Though I, met, I believe that there are, I think, oh, I'm going to get ahead of myself and I better be, I'll be in trouble. Oh, sorry, so let's just go ahead and let me just hit my bullet points. First, we have to see through an ecclesia paradigm, Acts chapter 2, and they were, not, they were not doing church or thinking church because that word wasn't introduced until 480. They were actually being the ecclesia. So this came out of their born-again experience. And this is why so many came to faith. Um, If we think church, then we will think of house-to-house groups as being largely pastoral. Now, you guys stay with me. You guys can say amen if I get a little closer to where your heart's at. But I want to introduce something to you. Why can't our small groups be apostolic? In nature. Why can't we plant the gospel in Hayward? Why can't we plant the gospel in San Jose? Why can't we plant the gospel in the peninsula? Why can't we plant the gospel in Hayward, in Oakland, in the valley, in Livermore? Why can't we plant the gospel 
into these regions to actually begin to see the gospel spread as an inception point like yeast in dough. Why can't our, why can't our e-groups move, though there's pastoral parts to every group, why can't we look at our e-groups as saying there's yeast in dough and we're planting something in Hayward? There's yeast in dough and we're actually moving the ecclesia, though we have our gathering, but we're actually planting the ecclesia in San Jose, in Morgan Hill. Why can't we have, instead of seven, why can't we have a thousand all over the Bay Area? Why can't we unite with other other ecclesia, let's say churches, to see these things planted all over the bay? Why can't it be not just pastoral, but apostolic in nature, where we're actually prayer walking our neighborhoods, we're believing God for salvations in the workplace, and all those things that take place as we move from a church paradigm into an ecclesia paradigm. Though I believe that we, we, we will have needs that'll come before us, there's a greater, there's a broader part of an ecclesia group than just a pastoral group. So pastoral groups, and this is what we have to work on together, pastoral groups tend to go inward, right? Because everyone gets to know each other. And I was overseeing small groups for at least three or four years in a big church. We had like six or seven, 800 people in the church, and I was the guy who oversaw all the small groups. So I studied all of, I studied all the models, I studied all the, you know, the different ways of doing small groups. I, you know, we did G12 when we were here, for those of you who've been here that long. We did G12 here and all that. And I was saying there's components there that are healthy and good. They're just limited. And so why can't we see, instead of well, I'm going to really expand your, your minds a little bit. Instead of having the revivals taking place in this building, why not they take place all over the bay? They met daily, and they saw people converted daily. It didn't say they met weekly, and people were converted weekly. In other words, the goal would be Lord, wouldn't it be amazing to see people being saved in record numbers daily? Well, how do you... So if you look at 1.5 years and you look at Acts chapter 1 to Acts chapter 8 and you see 20,000 people saved in 1.5 years... It was not largely done in the temple. It was done house to house. It was done in community. But it was in community carrying an ecclesia paradigm where it wasn't just largely caring for people, which might become 90% sometimes in our groups, that begins, that evolves and I'm not dissing on that. I'm just saying we have to think a little bigger and a little broader. That we actually plant the gospel into these regions and into these cities 
so that we actually see people saved, healed, and delivered. Now, wouldn't that be fun? As they come into your house, you're welcoming them. Hey, they just got saved last week. They just got saved a few days ago, and they're coming into this place. See, I don't really know. I know what we're supposed to do. I don't quite know how it's going to get done because it's an evolving wine. It's a growing wineskin. So I rather have, I love holy, spirit-led disorder. Not, not, not being orderly. I'm not saying that everything, you know. I'm just saying that it's like things are happening so fast. God's moving so we can't put our arms around it and our brains are trying to, like, trying to catch up to what the Lord's doing. So I want you to consider something this morning, this afternoon. Three minutes. That they, the New Testament, I believe, had ecclesia groups. I'll just say that. And I'll say that they were not just limited to Jerusalem. They were predominantly, even more so, in Antioch, in Ephesus, in Corinth, in Philippi, in Cyprus, in the Ten Cities, the Decapolis region. In other words, the tables were turned into pulpits. People were being saved away from the weekly gatherings. Come on, I want to give you a vision for something bigger and greater than what we're even tasting right now. It's a banquet that the Lord's setting up for us to come to and to actually partake in the goodness of God, seeing people saved, healed, and delivered, pastored and nurtured in our groups and actually moving in something we call revival or transformation, however way you want to coin it, so they met daily, and the Lord added to their number daily. There, this is no coincidence. In other words, the Holy Spirit was with them. Oh, and they were thinking as Christ's ecclesia. Now, the reason the groups, the reason groups can turn inward is because we carry a church paradigm and though I know there's pastoring and connection in groups without a, a focus on the backslidden and the lost, without a focus on bringing heaven to earth, the groups can become easily self-serving. So we just have a church with small groups. Instead of an ecclesia that's planting the gospel in all the regions. Oh, come on, you guys got to you guys are you guys are looking at me. Well, you are speaking. <laughs> so let's try something different. Let's bring balance. Feels like the force or something. I don't know. Star Wars. Let's bring balance to the to our ecclesia groups. Let's think governmentally and apostolically 
and not reduce our e-groups to merely pastorally. Oh, you guys. I'll just say this. Can we have a vision as we gather in our groups? Can we have a vision like the people in Acts 2? I mean, can we come alongside that vision? Wow. Wow. Oh, there it is. Oh, my goodness, the page is stuck. (laughs) So I'm challenging myself with that in a good sense because here's what I know. If I get on Jesus' page, then there's Spirit of God wind on it. In other words, whatever Jesus has commissioned me to do, commissioned his body to do, there's full heavenly alignment when I step into it. Now, you and I might think that's impossible. That's the problem. Because all things are possible. Does that mean that we're going to put pressure on anybody? Absolutely not. Let's just love Jesus. Let's come in together. Let's pray for the lost. Let's take care of some needs. Let's gather joyfully. Let's just have a great time and see what the Holy Spirit does. That's what I'm excited about. There's a, there's a, there should be in every group a supernatural element we can't understand. I'm like, come on, get some vision. People walk in the front door, they're healed. Get some vision where it's not just, and I, it's not just a, a time where we just pray for everybody's needs. It's, be, it's greater than that. We're actually not just praying for others, but we're actually expanding the groups into the region. We might start in one home in Hayward, but we might have 15. Because we're stepping into and running with this ecclesia paradigm, these e-groups that we see in Acts chapter 2. Now that excites me. Can you imagine for a moment just what if God anoints it. I believe he will, but let's just say what if God anoints what we're doing. What you're doing is you're decentralizing and you're empowering the body. Oh, come on now. I'm talking about you in the group receiving a prophetic word and delivering it in such a way it sets someone free. Is that happening around the altars? No. That's happening as you're eating chicken. Well, I shouldn't say chicken. I, according to Bill, that's a vegetable. So 
so we're going to have, I'm gonna sp- I'll, I'll talk more about this next week because I'm going to go a different angle, but it's going to be really good. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Sorry. Let me just, let, let me just go ahead and let you, let you see. Let me cast some vision here for a moment. And I do want to say that what we did have last, about, eight, about four months ago, is that we had my home in Ecclesia. Okay, we have 11 of these. If, you, if you're not, if you don't know what this is about, then it's really a prophetic act to have your home be in Ecclesia. And so it's a stake, S-T-A-K-E, and it's some anointing oil, and it's basically a prophetic act that you do. You open the front door, and you let Jesus into your home. Because it has to start with bapto. It has to start with, I'm going to baptize my home as an ecclesia. So we have some new folks here, and if you want to do that, you can grab one of these packets. It's in the back on the, on the I don't know how, much, how fast they'll go, but they're available. Secondly, if you want to become part of an e-group, then, uh, or you want, to, you want your home to become an ecclesia, there's a commitment form there. Fill it out. So we have over 100 people who fill out these commitment forms, and we're mobilizing them into e-groups now. So what we're doing is we have a bunch of people up and lots to say, hey, we're, I'm going to be part of that group. Staff is going to lead the first part of it, the first three months. That's our goal. And then, we're gonna, then what we're going to do is, is we're going to just kind of go up by region. And if you're living in that region, we invite you to go to the group. So next week, we're going to have our host homes. I'm gonna, they better show up next week <laughs> because I want to introduce them to you because they are ministers of the gospel. And they are anointed. Right? And so we want to, and everyone's anointed. So that's the transition. The transition is everybody, I got leaders here. I got world changers here. So look at the person next to you and say, man, you are a world changer. Come on, we have to start believing it. And so, Angel, do you have that map? So, so these are, can you guys see this? We have this humongo screen right here. Humongo means big. Screen right here. Maybe I'll use that next time. But, um, but you'll see, see where the, the red is. Those are going to be our host homes. We're going to start with six or seven. Seven right now. We're going to start six or seven. And we're going we're to meet. The first groups meet the second week of February, which is the 12th through the, I don't know, five days, for 12th through the 18th or 16th or whatever. 17th. So, so your house might be somewhere if you filled out a commitment form. Yeah, if you moved, we don't have the change, I'm sure. But if you, is there. And so we have, and then we'll have all this out for you guys next week. But can you imagine has these people who have made a commitment that they want their home to be an ecclesia. That means that their home is their home has the fire of God burning on the altar. That makes sense? Their home has the fire of God. They're intentional. Men, men need, they're manning up, I'll say that, be priests of their home, lead their home, and if there's a single mom or whatever, like we're dedicating our apartments, we're dedicating our condominiums, we're dedicating our homes as ecclesias. 
Now, does that mean our house has to be perfect and in order? No. It's just a goal. We're going after this together. Right? Because I had somebody say, oh, no, I can't, I can't do it because my house, you know, my home, I, I'd be honest with you, PG, I don't even... This is a goal. <laughs> this, is, this is like driving a stake in the ground and saying, my home, I'm dedicating my home to be an ecclesia. It's gonna, the buck is going to stop with me. It's going to start here. Right? The Lord loves that. Even in our weakness, in our imperfections, and the desire in the heart is what he honors. And then we're led by the Spirit of God, right? So we have these homes that are there. We also have two groups that meet here on the base. I call this the base, the mission base, the ecclesia e-base, HQ. Oh, man. All right. Shouldn't listen to Jordan when he's... So we have a, we have a men's group that meets here on Thursday night, 7 o'clock. And so... Come on, say amen. All right. So these guys are all about ecclesia. And so they meet 7 o'clock on, on the base, 7 o'clock. So men, if you want to jump in on that, you could totally jump in on that. We have a women's group that meets here on Wednesday morning at 10. That's, it. that's going to be an e-group, but it's going to be on the base, right? And so that's already happening now. It's been happening for a while. You'll get more information about that broader information in the near future. So we have this. So all this is happening next week as we gather together, and we're just going to go after it together, and let's see what God does. That, that makes sense? It's a little out of the box, which I love. I don't do it because it's out of the box. I do it because I'm just trying to align with Scripture. So all my heart's all about is just aligning with Scripture. And see what God does. And here's what happens. We decentralize it. We empower you. And you guys all carry the anointing. We have a measure, but you all carry the anointing with the measure. Right? And who knows what is going to happen. I'm excited about it. All right. Let's close. Everyone stand together. Me and my number 12 jersey. My Tom Brady jersey. Though I want Kenny Stabler. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Southpaw. The snake. Bad word. but Oh, man. You guys are taking me way back, man. Daryl LaMonica. Billy Cannon. And Otis Sistrunk. You know, uh, so. See, man, you got to have roots. I'm just telling you. I don't know what someone just said, but... Uh, any. Oh, Marcus Allen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are the days they went to L.A. All right. So, enough of that. Ready to take the hand of the person next to you? Oh, this is coming to agreement. I don't... And then we're going to have our... We're going to have our team minister to you. My Father, we're excited for what you're doing. And we want to come into alignment with the, with the Scriptures, with the Word. And we want to do so not, we want to do so with, a, with a, a paradigm that you laid out in Matthew 16. Of course, it wasn't Matthew 16 when you laid it out, but you laid it out. And Lord, I just believe that we're coming into alignment with something. 
And when we align our hearts with something, we align our actions with something, all of heaven gets behind it. And so, Lord, I pray that you would breathe on these e-groups that are coming, that you would breathe into the hearts of every person in this room to jump in, to celebrate the goodness of the Lord, and to see regions and neighborhoods transformed. Father, we're just believing that it's going to be more than just a gathering for two hours. We believe there's going to be something special that takes place that I don't even know, really. But we're just, we're wanting to just right now come into alignment with heaven. And so I just want to, I just want to release heaven over every one of you in the name of Jesus. And I just want to say that your home is, I'll make that declaration, is that the ecclesia, that you will govern from a place of love and servanthood, that you will bless those who step through your door. You'll bless your spouse. You'll bless your children. Lord, I pray as you form this wineskin, God, that we would just come into agreement with what you're doing. And so we just bless every person in this room, not just for those who are going to be ecclesias in the home, but because they are the ecclesia, like Jesus was. Lord, we believe that people will be saved this week, healed this week, delivered this week. We pray, God, that the kingdom of God will be advancing in all the regions and all the cities that are represented in this room. We believe, God, that CEOs will get saved, workers will be saved. We believe, God, that as these, this group of leaders, this group of leaders walk out the door, they're going into that mission field confident of the anointing that rests on them. And so I just release you as ministers of the gospel to go forward. Oh, yeah, I'm just believing for divine appointments to take place this week. You know, it's not even about you. It's, it's just being yielded. And just say, Jesus, you might not even know anybody. I'm ready. Use me. Just use me, Jesus. And he's so good about, I don't know, putting the food on the plate and delivering it right to your table for people to be saved, healed, and delivered and encouraged. I pray for the prophetic gift to be released in greater measure. I pray that we be, we be blessers and encouragers in the name of Jesus. I pray for words of wisdom and words of knowledge. I pray, pray for all those things, the gifts of the Spirit operating on you and in you. Yeah, in the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. I, I said that, yeah, go ahead. I said that really fast because I noticed that people were stretching out their arms really long and holding hands, and I know how painful that can get. So you're not even listening to my prayer. You're saying, Jesus. Oh, Jesus, right now, help me. I don't want to drop this guy's hand. Oh, Jesus. What did Pastor Greg say? All right. Next week, we're going to just take it a little further. We're diving into the Word, and we're going to have some special stuff next week. So make sure you come in next week. And then we have Bobby Connor the week after. And so uh, we have the School of Favor coming. This next, this, listen, the next four weeks are going to be life-changing weeks. I really believe that. Our e-groups launch. We have Bobby 
Well, coming in. We have Georgie and Banov here, the first part of March. Cindy Jacobs will be here. She'll be here the first part of March. We have Bill Johnson, first part of March. I'm telling you, in the next four weeks, there could be this concentrated blast off in the spirit. I'm ready to receive it, aren't you? All right, so I just want you, like a friend of mine said a long time ago, it's time to get excited. All right, so with that, give a high five, low five, something to something. We hope you enjoyed this message. For more messages like this, please subscribe and thank you for listening.